You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Vince. Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 214 of the Comic Book Informer podcast coming to you on May 5th. I'm Vince. How you doing this week, Raj? God, could not be better. I think you're Just lying. Shut up. That's <laughs> where I need to have the, the saga, the lying cat. Lying. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to assume you didn't make it to a theater this weekend. I did not go see Avengers yet. Okay. So if you're going to talk about it, just I know there's obviously some big spoiler. I've been doing my best to try to avoid a lot of the social talk about it, which is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's apparently Whedon's gotten enough flack for this that he even quit Twitter because he's tired of being. That depends on who you ask. There's actually a, a podcast Whedon was on. The other day where he said he was quitting Twitter just because it was too much work to manage it. He wanted to focus on other things. I would believe, be more inclined to believe that it's just the trap that celebrities or creators have to put up with. Oh, I, I, if I was slightly more famous than I am now, there's no way in hell yeah. I would be on Twitter. <laughs> but anyways, I know you went to go see Avengers immediately. Yes, the the quick... Uh, spoiler-free review is that I really enjoyed it. I felt it was a much better movie overall than the first Avengers film, but that first Avengers film was just something so special. It had those iconic moments that we still remember however many years it's been now, what, three, four years since the, that one came out? And while, I said, while Age of Ultron isn't bad, I think historically that first Avengers film will kind of just go down as the the more memorable and more liked of the two. But that's pretty common for team-up movies Mm -hmm. where that first movie where they all come together is the one that stands out in your mind. See, I think a lot of it for me is the two movies Marvel put out last year are without a doubt the two best movies they've put out ever. And you had Age of Ultron tried to be as dramatic as The Winter Soldier while also being as fun and silly as Guardians of the Galaxy and never quite reaching either one of those heights. It just kind of balanced itself in the middle. Right. And coming out so soon after those two high watermarks, it, it kind of puts things into perspective. Hmm. Uh, I loved, again, the cast just works so well together. Um, believe it or not, Hawkeye was one of my favorite characters in the hmm. movie. Like, that's the Hawkeye I want more of everywhere. Right. Um, Vision was actually really cool. Uh, ended up enjoying that character a lot more than I thought I would. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. The characters weren't bad. I just hate both of those actors. After Godzilla, I, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> Their accents were pretty bad. Right. And Ultron was so close to being completely amazing. Like, he really had that menacing aspect to him. James Spader did a fantastic job with the voice. They had him crack a few too many jokes, though. Like, that's not Ultron. Like, I understand, you know, where they were going with how uh, this particular incarnation of Ultron uh, came about. He's not, you know, the same one we know from the comics. But if you're going to be a robotic death machine, 
maybe one or two less one-liners and I'd be okay with it. Okay, when you're saying one-liners, are you saying like sarcasm or are you saying pull my finger? Like what kind of humor are you talking about? <sighs> I'm, I'm trying not to like ruin something <laughs> with, with it. Um, l- let's just say that he kind of has a little Robert Downey Jr. in him from time to time. Ah, okay. Yeah, but being his creation in this iteration, mm-hmm. some of that would make sense. It And it does. I, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense because it absolutely does. It just makes him a little less villainous right. than I think they were going for. Okay. It, it kind of it dulls the blade a tiny bit. Right. Because yeah, even overall, Jarvis has the same kind of thing, but his is a mm-hmm. much more dry British humor. Right. But it's still there too, so it would kind of make sense that you'd have some in in Ultron as well. Yeah, but overall, still very enjoyable. I, I, there's nothing bad I can say about it. A few things that eh, maybe I would have liked to have been different, but nothing I didn't like overall. I'm going to try to go and see it this weekend. All right. I Sticking with TV kind of, with mm-hmm. acting TV shows, <laughs> those acting TV shows. <laughs> <sighs> Seriously. <laughs> Okay, let's try that. Again. I was going to let it slide. <laughs> I screw it. Speaking of TV shows and movies and whatnot, how, how close to caught up, if at all, are you with uh, Agents of Shield right now? I've been keeping up with it pretty well. Okay, because I think we're one or two episodes behind right now, and we've just been going on a binge because we'd fallen behind, so we've been watching it. Uh, how do you feel it's been this year? Uh a thousand times better than the first season overall. Right. Um, my only issue is that it's kind of lacking those one episode stories. Like there's too much of the team being split up and telling two or three concurrent stories at one time. Uh, I just, for a TV show, I would prefer if it was more, you know, of course you have to move the general plot forward, but uh, it just doesn't have quite the same pacing that I would like, but I, the quality is fine. Okay. The I the the first half of the season with uh, Fitz trying to you know get some mm-hmm. normalcy back to his life and things like that, um, as well as some of the other stuff too, like the the Mac stuff, the uh, all the intrigue for a while. I was enjoying up until it was like, no, you're not the real Shield. They're the real Shield. And we're not going to just kind of send you an email and say, hey, we should probably get together over Cappuccino to chat about this and see who can really call themselves Shield. No, it's a big invasion. Everybody's double spies. And it was like, oh, come on. Even for a comic book thing like that's you're going a little overboard. So I, I still haven't gotten past, gotten to the episodes where I'm assuming there's been a resolution to that so far. At, uh, that's or that's kind of tonight's episode oh, okay. is supposed to be like the beginning of that resolution. Okay, because yeah, like I said, I think we're two, maybe three behind, and that's that stupidity has just been annoying me watching it. See, that's one of those things where like the storyline, I don't uh, hate it quite as much as you do per se, but. It's got Edward James almost, so I'm kind of on There's board. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can sell a lot of things with the right actor. Yeah. Well, Age of Ultron wasn't the only important comic thing this weekend. If you listened last week, you know we were very excited about free comic book day. Uh, I went to my one big local shop, which 
does it up huge every year. Um, and then also another smaller shop, uh, much closer to my home. So I, I picked up quite a good stack of comics. What about you? I actually, I woke up and there was a note and I love my wife and family. <laughs> my wife <laughs> took my, cause I'd had a rough night the night before too. So I kind of doubled down on painkillers. And so I figured I'd be crashing anyways. And then the next day on come book day, like I'd said, my son-in-law was coming over and was going to be putting in a door and I was going to help in so much as I can kind of thing. And, and of course that happened, but my wife took my, my, our youngest son, as well as I think my, our daughter as well. I can't remember, but they went. And so I went, okay, good for them. They'll come back. My wife got me a stack. <laughs> so <laughs> the kids got theirs and she went around getting one for her husband and then came home and made sure to buy actual comic books for everyone, including me as well. So I got an issue of Chew and something else. And, uh, but yeah, so I got a stack of comics. I think she's a keeper, Raj. Oh, she's, she's already proven that many times over for the years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're just going to kind of throw it back and forth, uh, talking about some of the free comics that, uh, we enjoyed or maybe we didn't because well we're us yeah. you're gonna have probably a, quite a bit more than us there than me but when they went my wife didn't uh didn't know but she went to the smaller shop mm-hmm. so there was far more limited in terms of what comics were there so she didn't go to the bigger one down the street so you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna have a number more than me <laughs> all right well i'm gonna start off with i guess the big one from this year which is uh marvel's secret wars number zero you happen to get that one? Yep, I got it, yeah. This was the most important one anyways. Mm-hmm. Not because of Secret Wars, but because of the Titans feature. At the yes. End. That's all I, I, I wanted. I actually hadn't read that before, so uh, that was fun that they threw that uh, Marvel versus Attack on Titan in the back. I I actually knew it was going to be in there. That was one of the, the main reasons I wanted to go to get this. Mm. So uh, for the Secret Wars itself, you know how we've been feeling about this. Like I said... I'm loving the story that Hickman is doing, but knowing what it's leading to is kind of tampering on in the, my feelings about that. And this issue is basically a lot of recap, which I guess is smart. If you're putting out a free comic to hype your big event, you kind of have to do that recap. But it's Valeria and the kids, so yeah. I kind of like it. <laughs> That's the only reason I actually, and I wouldn't say that I liked it per se, but the only reason I tolerated it. Because it was Val saying, listen, there's nothing we could do. Screw it. We're saving ourselves. And a few other people. (laughs) I was like, I can believe that she as a character would actually do that. Yeah. And it's been so long since Hickman wrote that character and the kids in general. I really miss that comic. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) But Secret Wars itself, uh, well, we'll find out pretty soon. But uh, this particular issue, for what I paid for it, I'm all right. Yeah. (laughs) For zero dollars, it was good. Actually, like I said, though, because of the Titans feature, which for folks who aren't, don't know what we're talking about, it's they did a crossover. We talked about it a while back when Mm -hmm. they first announced it. And it was the Attack on Titans and Avengers crossover. And they actually published it all. And uh, the version I had seen was actually black and white. This one's color, too. And Hmm. freaking gorgeous. I love the art. Yeah, Gerardo Sandoval, man. That guy is amazing. He's been doing the art on Guardians 3000, and it's really taken that comic up a couple of notches. That final panel with the Guardians, with hooked on a <laughs> feeling in the back in, in that font, like it's playing, was like, 
Oh, I would frame that somewhere in my house. Yeah. <laughs> and I think my wife would let me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before I kick it over to you, I'm just going to stay on the Marvel uh, side of things because I also picked up the all-new, all-different Avengers uh, preview, whatever you want to call it, kind of look ahead because this is the series they're going to be publishing after Secret Wars with our new Avengers team. And conceptually, I like it because it feels like this is going to be a good comic for a wide audience. And I love that they have like the kids in there. And it really helps that I love all three of those characters with Nova, Ms. Marvel and Miles. And in general, it's a it's a very comic booky story. So I, I don't know like long term if it's going to be something I read regularly, but I like the kids and I'm really interested in seeing what they do with them in this setting. Hey, it was lame. Like this was lame beyond lame. I, and, and I've made it clear what I think about these characters as well and how much I love them. And I just, this was lame. I, <laughs> there's not much else I can say. I, I did not enjoy it. Plus freaking Falcon comes off as a jackass. <laughs> like I know he's just playing it up and all that, but it's like, oh my god, you're just, you, you, you. And I've noticed that in a couple of other things I've mm-hmm. read with him lately. It's like they've been giving him a lot of an edge lately. Really, not digging you quite as much right now. Mm-hmm. So, and then it also had uh, a preview of the new Uncanny Inhumans comic, which, sorry, I just don't care about. <laughs> yeah, I like the Inhumans as supporting characters. Not terribly interested in reading an entire story about them. Yeah, yeah. There was also the thing with the uh, the Max ride, mm-hmm. which is uh, based on that the novels. I actually read the first issue. It was all right. Nothing spectacular. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't you give us one then? Well, you took two of the ones that I was going to do, and I already <laughs> said I don't have a lot. <laughs> Jesus. Some of the ones I have are like SpongeBob and stuff, so I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm going to tackle those. Actually, I'm going to do... I assume you're not going to talk about the DC one, so I'll talk about that. Later. I didn't even look at them. <laughs> okay. Did you get the terrible lizard? No. Colin Bunn? No. Uh, who's this? Oni Press. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very cliche. Like, we've seen this type of thing again. Really, really unoriginal. I enjoyed it because of the main character, the spunky teenager, teenager kind of thing, and and you would like it because it's like basically kaiju kind of thing. You get giant freaking T Rex and gorillas about to go at her. Um, so yeah, I can see you enjoying certain aspects of it, but it was like it's made for a a younger audience, mm-hmm. without a doubt. But also, it's. I would have enjoyed it had it not been one cliche after another. So it was it was cute. I enjoyed the main character. Maybe it'll get better over time. Leave it at that. Fair enough. All right. So go ahead. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't get that one. Absolutely had to pick this one up. Uh, again, it's kind of a recap of everything that's gone before because, as we said, they're heading into their big finale story. So... They want to get as many people on board for that as possible. So very smart marketing decision to put this out now. So it's a lot of recap, but 
also setting things up uh, with a few scenes that aren't in the regular monthly comic with uh, great artwork. Again, the art the art has been great on this series altogether, but uh, they brought in uh, Centiloco, who's been one of their regular artists to do this free issue. And this is a comic that I really think if people haven't been picking up Ninja Turtles, this is going to convince a lot of people that they've been missing out because the comic has been fantastic. And even as somebody who knows 90% of what's going on in this issue, I still loved it. Cool. All right. You got one other one? Uh, sure. Um, there was a Divergence, number one from DC. Right. Now that said, as much as I've crapped on all of the stupidity of the stuff that they've been doing and how much I hate this event, which I do, this had... The next part of the story for Batman. I so you haven't read this, have you? No. Like I, after I it it had come and gone, I realized well it has nothing to do with convergence. I maybe should have looked at it, but by then it was too late. <laughs> yeah, because okay, you read the latest issue of Batman, of course. Yes. Okay, so spoiler warning, folks. I, I mean, this was free comic book day, so the comic's out, so I'm not. Too bad if you haven't read it. <laughs> Just roll with it. You have <laughs> no excuse. It was free. So the um, I don't know if this was written for this, for the free comic book day, or if this is part of a story that they're working on for that's going to appear elsewhere. I would assume this is going to have to appear elsewhere because this is huge. Like right. This is a long time, weeks after... The crumbling uh, or the the fight in the sewers, and both of them are missing still for a couple of weeks. So no word as to whether or not Bruce is even alive at this point, and it's been a while. So the CEO of Powers is saying we need a Batman. Gotham needs a Batman. So they develop tech to essentially put about put out a Batman of their own. Again, concept that we've seen quite a few times in other types of shows and whatnot. But guess who they freaking choose? And that's what I, did, I don't know this. Okay, I'm interested. Oh, man, you flip the page and you get to see because you see she's talking to the guy that's going to be the Batman. And he's walking around and he got a crew cut kind of thing. And then you see him put his mask on put the because there's this massive costume. Like, think Batman Beyond, but like. Blue shades of blue and just I seen it. It looks kind of like up. the apple seed. Yeah, is what I what I thought when the first time I saw it. Yeah, so it's more of a, a mech uniform than what you saw with Batman Beyond kind of thing. But anyways, and it's freaking Commissioner Corden. Really? <laughs> so that was like, wow. Okay, Snyder, what are you doing here? <laughs> what is you going? You have on? my attention. You do. Cause, and this is what we were saying before, like, you got to have faith in Snyder because even though we're thinking, okay, well, you've kind of covered a lot of different things. What else could you possibly do? Put Commissioner Gordon in a bad outfit. That'll, that'll do. That, that, uh, that could prove to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then the, I, I wish that would have been longer, but of course they had to throw in the other people as well. So there's a thing with, um, with Superman too. Where apparently, I, and again, I don't know if this is what's going on now 
or if this is alternate kind of thing, because mm-hmm. I read a little bit. Well, I read around the time where he revealed who he was to Jimmy, but I don't know what happened after that. Um, but apparently Lois found out and let everybody know. So it kind of screwed with Clark Kent's life. So to go Lois. Yeah, really. Bitch. <laughs> you go hang uh, out with Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so she kind of tries to apologize and he closes the door on her. Let's go. I would have slammed the door a little louder. And then there has to be, of course, a Wonder Woman thing as well. Mm-hmm. So the Wonder Woman is dealing more with the dark side aspect and explaining what is going on here a little bit more by way of showing the birth of Darkseid's daughter. So all in all, I mean, the Superman stuff notwithstanding, you actually would have liked the Wonder Woman stuff and the Batman stuff is... The Batman is must read. This is what I mean. Like this is mm-hmm. not just a, they're going to have to find a way to put it in another comic. They have to, because people have to read this. Not just because a, it's putting so much out there. That's important, but it's so goddamn good. So yeah. I think Scott Snyder was uh, talking about this on Twitter where he's like, it was a free comic book day issue. I'd like to talk about it, but. I know people will still get mad at me for spoiling something that was free and easily available to anybody that wanted it. But I think he said um, he would find a way to release that, at least his mini story in there, and then uh, people could discuss it. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. All right, you go. All right. Um, I'll take two, since, like you said, I have a larger stack. First of all, Fight Club. I, um, uh, as I've, in real Fight Club? Like yeah. movie novel? Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a sequel to the movie is being published by Dark Horse Comics this year. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I love the Fight Club movie. I, I'm a big David Fincher fan altogether, and Fight Club is just a very fantastically made film. What we get here in the free issue, it's it's a little hard to like piece together exactly what it is. Like there's kind of like that lost bit to it where there's some flashbacks, some flash forwards, some flash sideways. Don't know exactly what reality is but that's also kind of the hook of fight club (laughs) so i'm really interested to see what they can do with this in a comic format with where i think you can get really creative with a lot of the the hallucinations and the subliminal stuff going on between uh tyler and the the main character so i'm actually really gonna be interested in checking it out because i want to see what they're doing here Hmm. yeah i shall read that I loved, loved, loved the novel. The novel is even, and I love the movie. Right. And the the novel puts the movie to shame, which I did not think would be possible, but that novel is so good. So well, they're, they they're can, definitely taking the movie version of it uh, for what they're doing in the comic. You'd be surprised just how close mm-hmm. still the movie is to the novel. But part of what made that novel good, which is what we should be able to find in in the comic book is that and and we see it in the the movie as well to a certain degree is the narration in these are are really really strong narration in the fight club would be the movie or the the novel is very very important to the story and the manner in which it's told so that that can be used very effectively in comics mm-hmm. yeah that that that's the one i'm most excited for is seeing it in the comics medium yeah And then I'll take another one here. And then Emily was gone. This is a, I've never even heard of this, this company before comics tribe. 
And this is a horror comic. Um, artwork is really weird, like surreal, but I don't. It's it's really hard to describe. It's it's very stylized. Let's put it that way. <laughs> not not a lot of people will be into it, but it's definitely disorienting and the story is just creepy as hell there are some lines in this like there's a line that this kid's mom says that just put chills down my spine so as far as a horror comic is concerned i really need to find more of this cool and then they also had another uh, small story uh oxymoron uh yeah it it's basically a the joker if you will in, in his own comic but uh legally distinct from the joker <laughs> that way not not terribly interested there but uh and then emily was gone is something i'm gonna be looking out for cool all right what else have you got for us um did you pick up the preview for secret wars preview for secret war yeah there was a massive preview for secret wars no that has a whole bunch of different clips or like four or five pages kind of thing for a whole bunch of different series that are going to be running. Oh, you mean it was like, like, like the previews magazine almost? Yeah. No, yeah, it was I, I didn't previews secret war. It's called. I uh, gotcha. Um, so yeah, it had a crap load of stuff, different battle worlds, all kinds of stuff. It had, um, <laughs> Punisher who's got the, uh, Stephen Strange's spirit in him as well. Okay. Bizarre as hell. Like you, you have interest? Yeah, you see him walking in a crowd in one shot, and it's the iconic Punisher t-shirt, but he's also got the cloak, and the hair kind of quaffed like Stephen Strange, and you go, well, that just looks bizarre. <laughs> it's like a very effeminate... <laughs> Castle's effeminate <laughs> brother, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Ran out of clothes, borrowed some of his. But yeah, and I don't know what the hell's going on in this world, but you've got this weird, the Infernal Four, they're called, and it's the Hulk and Wolverine and Ghost Rider and Spider-Man okay. chasing after him. It was, I, who knows if it'll be any good or not, but... <laughs> Yeah, so so, and then there was a lot of them too. That was just the pages, um, just to show the artwork, but without any actual text. Right. So you just kind of impressed with the artwork. Essentially, um, there was an Inhumans one too, Attila Rising, which okay, the art spectacular, but I have no clue what <laughs> in the hell this is supposed to be. I'm sure that's part of it and but yeah this is from charles sewell but a lost just completely what the hell is going on there was one that was very kind of old english kind of thing which nah, did nothing for me there was a 2099 one where hercules was basically being a jackass <laughs> There was a dead. Can you be more specific? specific? Because no. that's kind of his characterization. <laughs> there was a weird Deadpool one where it's got basically people being who they were from the like sixties or seventies, various characters, and it's typical 
Deadpool kind of thing. There was um, some pages from the old man Logan, mm-hmm. which, which looks gorgeous, looks amazing. But there were absolutely no word bubbles, so no clue what's going on. But uh, yeah, the Inferno stuff, ew, a looked kind of cheesy, and also the didn't like the art style. That monsters where monsters dwell that you were interested mm-hmm. in the Savage Lands. Well, if this little blurb here of how many ever pages is an indication, eh, not so much. No, and that one actually did have the text. Yeah, didn't look that interesting. Can all be winners. Yeah, dude with the T Rex gladiator. I have no idea what the hell that is, but that's Steve freaking Rogers. <laughs> is that actually him? Yes. Okay, I didn't know it was him. <laughs> Going on, a dude with a shield. Is he trying to be Captain America? Apparently so. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no text for this one either, I so know. you have no idea. So I just love that image. <laughs> okay. And the, the last one, I have no clue what they're trying to say. So, yeah, I mean, there's if you're trying to get people interested in Secret Wars by way of confusing the crap out of them, well, that pretty much is. What the that's what they've the been Avengers, doing for the last so. six months on Avengers. So oh, why, not? why not roll with it? All right, that's it. All right, uh, throw a couple quickies out there. This is rapidly becoming my favorite free comic book day tradition, and that's Udon Street Fighter, as well as the 2000 AD collection they put out every year. The, these two comics have had a free comic book day version, and every year. It's, it lives up to expectations. Uh, what Udon's been doing with their Street Fighter comics, I love it. I love the characters. The artwork beginning to end is always fantastic. Uh, you know, from us talking to Zub, you know, a lot of the guys he's worked with uh, are from Udon. And they just absolutely nail these Street Fighter characters every time they touch them. It's a real joy. And then 2000 AD, I really need to start reading this on a more regular basis. And I say this every year. I was like, man. I loved this free comic book day issue. I'm going to check out some issues this year. And then I don't look at it again until the next free comic book day. <laughs> but I just love, you know, that their, their gritty, weird sci-fi stuff that they do. Mm. It's been around for you know, a million years. Yeah. So do you have anything else for us? Um, there was a Captain Canuck as well, which <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I looked at this and I didn't want to say anything the way, but it was like, this is one of the least my most hated, not most hated, but you're getting close to the top, is this character. I just have no use for the character. None of the supporting characters are interesting to me. The None of the villains over time are any that you could remember. I mean, it just, I didn't enjoy it at the time. And I read this and went, nope, still doesn't work. <laughs> I... I really didn't enjoy it at all. So mm-hmm. I don't know who they're trying to appeal to, <laughs> but, but it's not, uh, I don't know. Certainly not me. Right. Yeah, I had one of those myself with uh, lady justice. I picked this up because on the cover, it actually says Neil Gaiman's lady justice. My call like, oh, Neil Gaiman. Absolutely. I'll check out that comic. And yeah, it, it's based on a Neil Gaiman character from forever ago. <laughs> and, it's not good. It's just, it's rough altogether. I, I didn't even, I didn't even finish reading my free comic. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> Anything else for us, Roger? Is that about it? Um, there was a Bob's Burgers as well. Oh, which was and and people know if they listen to the show just how much I love 
the animated show. Every time I, I, I <laughs> there's a new episode and I tell the wife, she gets excited. <laughs> this is my wife. It's like, yes. <laughs> She'll tell my son and I'll hear it from here. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but the comic, not so much. So this actually took from different issues that have already come and gone kind of thing. There was one little feature that was cute with Louise and her vandalism in the library book that was kind of a little cute, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. I got one more after that, so go ahead with yours. Uh, okay, because the last one I wanted to talk about actually wasn't one of the free comics, but it's uh, something cool that I found on Free Comic Book Day. Then that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's called Face Value Comics. And this was just, because uh, the, shop, the shop I go to, they it's huge. So they set up like this little booth inside the store where you pick up your comics after you go through the tent outside the store to pick what you want. And while I was waiting for them to hand me my comics, I was just looking around and they had this little rack with a sign on it that said, Face Value Comics, featuring the first comic book hero with autism in a steampunk world filled with aliens, robots, and lots of misunderstanding. The author is an autism advocate and psychologist. He wrote it not just to raise awareness, but to directly help people with autism by showing them a hero like themselves. I thought that was pretty cool. That is. How is the actual comic? It's a comic for little kids. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent not anything I would be interested in, but it's you know, it's a big steampunk sci-fi adventure, lots of interesting characters, uh, really vibrant artwork. And a lot of really clever visual things that they're doing with that artwork to make it relatable to a reader that has autism because they don't process things in a lot of the same way uh, normal people do. So I, I don't know, but uh, later this week I'm going to be sending these comics up to somebody I know uh, very close to me who has a nephew who's autistic. So I'm really interested to see uh, how he will react to the comics and I will be reporting back shortly. Awesome. Okay. And what was your last one? Oh, we'll leave it go. I okay. realized I hadn't finished it, so. Okay. All right, then. As for the non-free comics we've been reading, it's pretty much stuff we've already just talked about for me, starting off with Batman. Holy crap, Snyder. What have you done? <laughs> this was... We said we had no idea what direction it was going. And even then, I didn't <laughs> expect what happened, but... it. As far as I would have to say, this may be his final word on the Batman-Joker relationship. Dude, this was freaking epic. <laughs> the only thing that I that took me out of it at all was Bruce laughing pretty much at the end. Like, it, that just didn't make sense to me. I don't know. I kind of it, it kind of threw me back to like the Killing Joke, where it ends with him laughing as well because he finally got one up on the Joker. You know, he he's the one that pulled the final trick. That's how I saw it. Yes, but this was a lot more than that. Like, I mean, when he's joking while he's on his back trying to slow him down as he's walking, I'm thinking, wow, that's it. It just did not. The dialogue for Batman at the end, I don't want to say ruined it for me what really took me out of the story. Mm. I, I didn't feel it fit at all, at all, at all. Because again, there's a difference between a, hey, you know, I got your joke or whatever kind of thing. And this, this is like a lot more. And I just, it just didn't work for me. 
at yeah. all. That's that's fine. We're allowed to have different opinions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, coming along with the Secret War stuff, like I said, Avengers and New Avengers both put out their last issues before Secret Wars last week. And I've said time and time again, this is the most Hickman thing I've ever read in my life. Like, this was basically two issues of exposition from different characters. <laughs> but, I mean, it's one of those things where now that all the cards on the table and you look back at all the plot threads he's been dangling in front of us for the last several years, as somebody who's been keeping up with it, I was very intrigued. I'm not going to say it was, like, amazing comic stuff because like I said it was basically two entire issues of people standing around talking not a lot of stuff happened but as kind of tying the ribbon on what he's been doing with these two titles for the last few years uh, I I was still satisfied with it cool and then finally Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> the latest issue came out did you read it no okay you were right say it again just so I could put it as my ringtone Roger, you were right. All right. Now, Roger, you are so goddamn sexy. I don't want to know what you would use that for. <laughs> I need something for texts and something for calls. So different ringtones. All right. What was I right about? Donatello's not dead. Oh, of course not. I, just knowing that they were going to be ending the comic, I would hope they would have used that as the opportunity to really give that moment the weight it deserved. And I'm not saying this was like a cop out. I was just it's like, oh, I was upset that my favorite Ninja yeah. Turtle wasn't dead. <laughs> just be, like I bought in so hard to the previous issue that. Uh, I mean, it was still good. It's still great. I'm really looking forward to the last few issues here. But I was like, oh, they didn't kill him. <laughs> you had a chance, guys. <laughs> But that's all I got this week. Did you read the new Silk? I did, and I honestly can't remember it. <laughs> so it was uh, memorable for you, too. Um, <laughs> best thing about this is the variant cover with Howard the Duck, where they're all doing the uh, the thriller dance. <laughs> really? That was... Uh, and I've hated all of these Howard the Duck variant covers. I've hated them all. This is the first one that was hysterical. Have you seen the one I'm talking about? No. I'll send you the picture. It's it's freaking hysterical. The issue as a whole, I mean, she's going up against Black Cat, learning to fight a little bit better. All things that you'd expect from early on kind of superhero things. So I still like her character and um, and the manner in which she takes down the bad guys and things like that. We're still getting more backstory as well with how she got in there and things like that, which is, again, interesting. I don't know. This one really didn't impress me quite as much. And the second one I didn't think was as good as the first one either. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's going to pick up a little bit soon. Mm -hmm. I, I remember, from, from what I remember of this issue, <laughs> I'm starting to sound like you. I remember that I liked this one more than the second one. Right. So, and still interested overall. Okay, Wolverines. You're almost there, Raj. You're at the finish line. Oh, man. It better be because I'm, I'm getting so tired of reading this. I'm, I am, <laughs> you know, there's a really easy thing you can do about that. No. I have, it has to end. I need to see this through. 
stupid teams going up against each other and then bickering and fighting with Mystique and all this other stupidity. And it was, again, I, I, yeah, whatever. I, I can't express enough how disappointed I am in this event. I I just I I keep hoping for the few little moments that we've had that have, that were justifiably great, but there were so few of them. And here we're getting more of sinister and just crap. And yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, the injustice annual. Did you read that? I saw that, but I didn't check it out. Uh, really? It. Listen, it's been a busy week. <laughs> okay, well, you kind of have to. I, I will. It's not like I was like, oh, I'm not going to read that. It was just, I, I'll, I'll get to it next week. <laughs> yeah. The only downside is that it happens um, before year three. And, in fact, when does it take place? It takes place... Before the events of, yeah, before year three. But it explains a lot. Mm -hmm. And it shows some behind the scenes with, you know, how they got Raven and stuff like that. And and what happened there. So that's actually fairly cool. And more from Constantine and what's going on there. And so I, it, it was enjoyable. Not spectacular, but it, it, it explains some of what we've already kind of seen. Right. So... Um, hold on one second here. Oh, latest chew. Yes. <laughs> He's a freaking stallion. <laughs> and the claw. Hydraulic claw. <laughs> Just, you know, it can't get any more strange than it already is, right? You figure? And then um, you, you flip yeah, the page. It can. And it, yeah, it, there is... It's it's always going to be bizarre. This was awesome, though. And I like yeah. the manner in which the story was told with the flashbacks, both for Tony as well as Vampire Dude. So everybody's kind of flashing back and forth and seeing their versions of what happened with the Jell-O phone. This <laughs> 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 is hysterical. The whole Jell-O, Jell Assassins. I thought that was kind of funny too, but yeah, I I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. Cool. Last one, might as well do one DC. I did uh, Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, more convergence stuff. So we'll just do convergence for none of the actual little series, but yeah, this is. The, a lot more just between Telos, the guy who's basically putting all this on and making everybody fight. It's it's the planet that's sentient. And and with Grayson, who's basically had his neck or his back broken, I believe, or something. So they give him some weird living steel alloy kind of costume or whatever. It's very weird bizarre and again you're seeing a lot more of the team of the various ones that you know from different universes all trying to pack together but it's still all the same stuff you're all going to fight against each other we don't want to fight against each other these guys are fighting against each other you're going to have to or I'm going to wipe you out and they're fighting against each other so it's like <laughs> it's just 
so much of this is drawn out for the sake of drawing it out to make you buy more issues because it quite literally is just that that argument over and over and over again and the same thing happening but with different versions of the same people so how many times can you hear the same goddamn thing just oh but this guy's from a different parallel universe so it's different for him or her yeah yeah this was this was lame i i yeah That's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a lot of winners from you this week. Well, yeah, it's, again, it's... It's been a couple of light weeks, so, you know, there's not a whole lot to talk about yeah. <laughs> in general. And speaking of light weeks, uh, for this week's new releases, probably the last light week we're going to see from Marvel for the foreseeable future. We've got Amazing Spider-Man number 18, Kanan, The Last Padawan number 2, Rocket Raccoon number 11, Secret Wars number 1 finally hits, as well as Spider-Gwen number 4. From DC, we've got Convergence. Imagine that. Uh, Issue 5 of the main series, as well as issues 2 for Batgirl, Batman and Robin, Harley Quinn, Justice League, Nightwing, Oracle, Speed Force, Superman, The Atom, The Question, and Titans. From Image, we've got issue three of Descender, Nailbiter number 12, and The Wicked and the Divine number 10. Boom Studios is launching an interesting new series called Arcadia. Uh, first issue there. Some interesting sci-fi, Matrix-y sort of stuff they're doing there. And since it's a light week, I'm definitely going to check it out. Cool. From IDW, we have Samurai Jack number 19 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutanimals number three. And then finally from Valiant, uh, Dead Drop number one, the beginning of a crossover miniseries there where they're taking, you know, their, their big superhero-y sort of characters. But they're doing like an interesting noir crime story with them. So again, light week, I'm probably going to check it out. And that's going to wrap us up here at Comic Book Informer. As always, you can find us online at comicbookinformer.com or on Twitter at CB Informer. And until next week, thanks for listening. Make sure to stop by comicbookinformer.com and let the guys know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as For the Lore, a weekly gaming podcast.